welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Amara Organic Foods. Amara Organic Foods makes organic non-GMO baby food powders without the repeated high heat processes of traditional baby food. And we will hear more about our sponsor later. But you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page if you ever need anything and see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, you can scroll down and enter your email address and we will send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And uh, now, Diane, here's our review of the week. And it comes from iTunes. Thank you so much for putting this on iTunes for us. From an a- another Ashley. Um She says, this is great for anyone breastfeeding. Love this podcast. It's helped me so much with breastfeeding and learning so much. And my little nice and short and sweet. And I appreciate that so much. Sometimes people will send us a story, which we love too. You don't have to do that. You could just put your opinion out there and (laughs) we love that too. And if um, it's nice, we'll read it. (laughs) (laughs) Most of them are. We've had a couple of people that are like, ah. Somebody who recently was like entertaining, but it's like, well, I'm glad we're sort of entertaining for you. <laughs> I'm glad it's entertaining. I know. That's really what we're going for. But um, thank you so much, though, for taking the time to put that on iTunes for us because we really appreciate it. It does help us a lot with the podcast. It helps people find us. So that was really, thank you so much. And you can always reach out like said, with questions on iTunes with your review, pop everything on there and we get all that stuff. So thank you so much. And we are going to talk about going back to work, which I think we talked about a long time ago, but it's been a while. It has been a while. And there are so many questions because going back to work is not just just one day you get up and go to work. I mean, when you have a new baby, you are probably going back before you feel ready. And you are probably still healing from having a baby physically. And then you have to think about what your baby's going to eat. And if you want them to have breast milk, then you need to think about having that breast milk prepared. And then when you're there, how often do you pump? And then it's a whole thing, which I, honest to God, when I, the plan was for me when I was pregnant with Jack, my first, who's now 10, the plan was that I would go back to work. I'd had three months maternity leave and then I was going to go back. And I was so overwhelmed with the whole process of becoming a parent. And then the idea that I had to like fill my refrigerator with all this milk and I'm pumping and nothing's really coming out. I mean, I was just so completely overwhelmed. I just quit. And of course I'm in a position where I could. And the plan was to quit for not, you know, forever. Um, But um, I was able to take some time off and um, from working a job and just stay home with Jack. But I mean, a lot of people don't have that option. And I think now, knowing what I know now, maybe if I had the actual information, I wouldn't have felt so overwhelmed and I could have done it. Because when you just think about what you need to do, it's just, I could barely even, I would just have a panic attack when I thought about it. Yeah. I I am overwhelmed. And I didn't have to do that either. I was lucky enough where I could stay home when my babies were little and breastfeeding. But just to even just the thought process of getting everything ready for the day. And I think I, I think I'm kind of like imagining it as because I was, you know, I was a single mom when my kids were little. 
So it was always on me to like get them up, get them ready for school, get their lunches packed. And I felt like by 8.30 a.m., my stress level was like through the roof because of all that. Like you're just on this fight or flight in the morning because you're getting everything up. You're getting everybody ready. You're arguing about what everybody's wearing. Like you're just there's so much you're doing when you've got multiple kids, especially to get yourself out of the house. And I was trying to, I think I was like balancing that out with like, is this what these new parents are doing? Like they're coming off maternity leave. They're trying to get themselves ready. They're getting the baby bags ready. They're getting their baby ready for the day. They're get, making sure they have their milk. They're making sure they have their pump parts. They're making sure they have everything they need for the day. Maybe you live in a place where there's a snowstorm the night before. And now you got to deal with that. Or, you know, your car's not starting or, you know, something like your babysitter's sick. Now what do you do? Like, there is so much that it makes me like, I don't know how, I don't know how anybody does it. Yeah. Honestly. And now we're kind of seeing this turn, right? Since the pandemic where more people are working from home. So now I get these parents that are like, I always ask, are you returning to work? How long are you going to be off for? And they're like, oh, but I work from home. So it'll be fine. Just kind of like thinking that like, oh, it's fine. Cause I work from home. But you're still going back to work. Yeah. Even though you're working from home that because when we say you're going back to work, that that isn't just, you're leaving the house. That's also like, that's a whole new set of responsibilities that you need to take on when you go back to work. It doesn't, it's not easier just because you're home. I don't think, I mean, I I mean, it might be a little easier than when you're home because you don't have to maybe pump. It depends. Some people still send the baby to a daycare. Well, that's which true. is well, you know, which is fine. But if, even reverse. if you don't, if you have the baby home with you, that can only go for so long because, I mean, you got to tend to that baby pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah. And then when I they know. get mobile, I, right? How are you supposed to work? Yeah, that's you can't true. guarantee they're going to take a nap. Like it just. Oh, I'll have this meeting while I'm while the baby's napping. Oh my god! Yeah, no, that's that works. When they're really, really young. It works in your brain. That's where it works. (laughs) Like, everybody's like, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what we did. I was going to go back to work and Josh was going to work from home and just be with Jack. And then we had Jack and we were like, what the hell? That's (laughs) not going to work. What the hell were we thinking? Because again, you watch movies and TV and there's a baby in the corner always. A baby in the (laughs) corner just sleeping while all of this other stuff is going on. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think one of the other things nobody really kind of takes into consideration, like when you're pregnant, when you are pregnant and you're carrying this baby and you're preparing for to have this baby, nobody really thinks about the emotional, I I don't even know like how to say, how to describe it. To leave your baby in the hands of somebody else, regardless of who that person is, and leave them there for eight hours a day, every day, and how much of an emotional toll that is. And we just don't, we, there's no way to wrap your head around that when you're, before you've had your baby. I just don't think that's any, as much as you love like, cause there's a lot of people, we just talked about this on the last myths episode. There's a lot of people who really do enjoy going back to work. They look forward to it. This is their career. This is what they like to do. They like the routine. They like the interaction with other humans. It's just a, something that they 
knew that was always going to be in the plan. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you also have that other piece of you that's like, you feel like you're leaving half of your being, which you really are, somewhere else for the day. And then you got to worry about like, are they taking a nap? Are they taking their bottles okay? You know, are, are they settling in all right? Like what's happening? And, you know, it's just... Yeah. And then the big thing is then you come back, you left more than enough milk, but then it turns out it wasn't enough. And they're like, you need to bring more milk. And you're like, oh my God, I can't pump that much milk. Oh my gosh. It's so anxiety provoking. So what do we do? So we just had a baby. We just had a baby today. And so now we got to go back to work. So we got to break down the scenarios because some people have to go back to work in like two weeks. Yeah. Some have to go back after a month, six weeks. Some people like me got three months and that's super long. That's, I think. Yeah. And people think it's long. That's always mind boggling to me too. I'll be like, when do you, they'll be like, not right away. I have three months. Like that's right away. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's long for this country. Right. But it's like in your brain, we all, people think it's long maternity. It's like, oh, I feel like that's really yeah. not a lot of time. Like, it just, no, when yeah. you're living it, you're like, oh my God, no. Yeah. It's really not a lot of time. So what do we do, right? So I always, so, all right, there's so much stuff with returning to work. Yeah. But when you go back to work, you know, parent, most of the time parents do want to be able to still offer their baby's breast milk in some way, shape or form. And if you're pumping to do that, you really should start pumping a little bit in advance to kind of get that, get a little bit of a backup there. That's what we always recommend doing. Don't pu- start pumping the minute the baby's born or anything. But you know, when you know that you're going to go back to work, you know the date, move back, count back, you know, what, a few weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Usually, I usually do halfway, like the halfway mark. So if you're going back to work at six weeks, you should be starting to pump around three, around three And then weeks. that means, that doesn't mean that you have to pump multiple times a day. Mm-mm. And fill up your freezer because this is what I got overwhelmed with was thinking that I needed to start pumping all the time and fill the freezer till you couldn't put anything else in there <laughs> and because you see that you see that oh, on yeah, social media you, you see those pictures of these people that have the the freezer filled with milk but the thing is is that those people have an oversupply yeah that's not normal. and they're probably going to donate that or whatever that is not normal do not expect that to happen And when you first start pumping, you know, go easy, you know, try it like start practicing like once a day. Yeah. Yeah. And people will ask me too, like, how much, how much milk should I have in my freezer? How much milk should I save? And I was like, well, that is a, that change, that's, that's something that is very individual. Like that changes with everybody depending on how long your maternity leave is, what your work schedule is like, you know, what, age your baby is when you go back. Like there's just so many variables there, but the ultimate thing is what your comfort level is. Cause I've had some parents that are like, you, you see that high anxiety with them. And they're like, I, I cannot leave the house unless there's a hundred ounces in the freezer. Like there's, I've definitely had people that feel like that, but that's yeah. Well, then that's, that's right. You, that's you're gonna, anxiety. Like you're going to back yourself into a corner with that because yeah. you can't, most people cannot do that. No. You're not supposed to be able to do that. And I have people that are like, I'm fine with a couple of days backup. So really, it depends on how you feel. And, and some people just hate pumping so much that they don't want to, they just 
want to do the bare minimum. And we understand that. Totally. Totally. You should totally do the bare get min- that. You should totally do the bare minimum because pumping is too hard. Yeah. It's just too much stuff to do. But the other thing that you see on on various places that you might read or various advice that you might receive from other people is don't start pumping for six weeks. And that is great in a perfect world. (laughs) You know, like if you are going back to work in six weeks, you cannot start pumping the day before you go back to work. You really need time, like Abby said, to practice with it and for your body to kind of adjust to it and for you to see like what works best, what setting works best for you. Are your flanges the right size? What time of day works for you? How long should you pump? Because that's different for everybody too. So there's a lot of variables there. It's not just something you're like, all right, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to pump. I'm going to get enough milk for the baby for the day. And that's it. Because that's what people really think. I had one mom that went back to work and... She pumped. She was one of those moms that really like was not getting huge amounts of milk when she pumped and she would have to pump like every couple hours. And thankfully she had a job where she had her own office and she was like, I'm pumping, you know, like she was just, but not everybody has that ability, but she was able to like pump every couple hours. And one of her colleagues was like, can't you just like pump in the morning and get whatever you need for the day? And she was like, no, that's not how it works. (laughs) You know, because people just, don't yeah. know how it works. You really don't. And why should you? If you don't have children, why should you know how it works? Right. And then then you're going to, then depends on what kind of employer you're dealing mm-hmm. with. Are you dealing with somebody who is is willing to work with you and provide you space? Or are they just like, no, you can't do that here? Which is against the law, but people do it all the time. Yeah. Just go outside your car. Because it's, right. you know. No. So, so you're going to want to practice and don't start pumping the day before. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of things or also into going to pumping. So, you know, if you don't know, which I didn't know either, I didn't know at the time that flanges came in different sizes. Right. I did not know that. I didn't know that. And no idea. they do. You have to fit yourself for a flange and then you have to learn how to pump. And pumping is not just like sticking your boobs in there and turning it on. <laughs> you you want to use, you want to learn paste, I mean, uh, hands-on pumping so that you can get all the milk out mm-hmm. and pump enough and um, just get the milk that's in there out because you can't, a lot, some people just don't, you can't stick it on there and then expect it to come out. Sometimes that happens, but not always. Right. So then you want to learn hands-on pumping. And then you're probably going to want to talk to your caregivers about doing paste bottle feeding so that they don't just feed all. Because a lot of times what happens, what I see is people are pumping plenty of milk. They're pumping plenty of milk for their babies and the babies are being overfed, which is really common by bottle. And they're being told that they're not pumping enough. But the problem is not with the milk supply. The problem is with the feeding. Mm hmm. And so they need to learn how to bottle feed because babies will just completely overfeed with bottles. And I have a lot to say about that. Okay. Should we do our ads? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Amara first. And then, um, yeah, because I have a lot to say about that. Okay, good. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Amara Organic Foods. We've all heard baby food pouches and jars are overly processed, low in nutrition and high in sugar. But fresh delivery options are so expensive. 
That's why we love Amara. They make organic, non-GMO baby food powders without the repeated high heat processes of traditional baby foods. All you need to do is add water or breast milk, mix, and voila. You have a freshly made puree that tastes with the tastes, textures, and most importantly, nutrients like you just made it from scratch. My kiddos are not babies, but they can tell you that they are yummy treats with real flavors. These mixes are very simple and fast. This is a way to prepare treats for your nurslings as they begin to start solid foods. Try favorites like sweet potato raspberry, kale veggie mash, or oats and berries. Check out their baby food super powders and plant-based yogurt melts at Amara Organic Foods. That's A-M-A-R-A organicfoods.com and use code BADASS for 20% off of your first order. That's BADASS. Code BADASS for 20% off of your first order at AmaraOrganicFoods.com. And all of our sponsors... And the promo codes can be found under the show notes under this episode, wherever you listen to podcasts. And at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you'll find a page, a sponsor page, a sponsor page where you can check out all of our sponsors. And you will also find all of our other episodes, um, information about things that we talk, further information about things we talk about in this episode, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Now, what do you have to say? So when you return to work, if you are leaving your baby with a care provider, it does not have to be a daycare center. It could be a grandparent. It could be your partner. Maybe you're, you know, you and your partner have those offsetting shifts. So you, you know, you're leaving with your partner. Maybe it's a neighbor, whoever you are leaving your baby with. It is really important to remember that it is not you. And babies know that. And your baby, usually this is around, you know, three, six weeks, anywhere from, you know, two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, three months, whatever your maternity leave is, your baby is used to spending that time with you. They are connected to you. They've been nursing. They have napped on you. They're baby wearing with you. They do not realize, usually it's still within like that fourth trimester time frame. They, you are their person. And then you bring your baby to a very trusted care provider. This is nothing against them, but your baby is like, what? What are we doing here? <laughs> and there are a lot of times they are, they're fussy. Maybe they don't nap well. Maybe it takes them a few weeks to kind of get into a routine. The first thing we hear is you need to leave more milk because your baby's still fussy. And it's like, no, your baby's likely fussy still because mom is not there. They're missing their parent. They're missing their person. And this is just this is just a transitional thing that care providers need to realize they need to just like somehow soothe that child. But when you're in a daycare situation like a daycare facility, they don't have time for that. Like they can't do that. They have four other babies that are going through the same thing. So it's really, really difficult. And you always hear that, oh, but your baby, your baby needs more milk because they're still fussy. And it's like, so the minute they leave the house, all of a sudden they can start taking more volume. Like that doesn't even make any sense. 
But we we always go, oh, we don't want our babies to be hungry. So we just, you know, give more milk. We just, until it becomes so exhausting that you're trying to keep up with this huge amount of milk that you're leaving for daycare. I get this. Oh my gosh. We get it all the time. Yeah. I mean, this is a huge, this is a huge problem for people who are working. Daycare mm-hmm. providers that are not, that don't understand babies, that don't have time to deal with the amount of babies that they have. And it all being put back on the parent to pump more milk when you're pumping plenty of milk, you have milk supply for the baby that you have. Yeah. But they want enough to like overfeed the baby till they pass out every time they eat. Yeah. Because they just figure this is what must be, this is what we need. This is what's wrong. The baby's hungry. So they're fussy. Not just that they're babies and they're fussy. That they're used to being with their parent and now they're not anymore. That they're in a different situation, that they're in a noisier care setting. Like it's just, it's a very, very frustrating and stressful position to put a parent in. Right. So then when people, re- you know, you reach out and you say, How can I pump more milk? How can I, you know, get more milk to the care provider? You know, you you can use uh, hands on pumping. You know, that is something that is going to help you get, you know, more milk, you know, you're going to get all the milk out every time you pump, but you are not going to be able to pump, like probably not going to be able to pump double what your baby needs for this care provider. You're going to have to, unfortunately, talk to them about, you know, the the situation that they are overfeeding the baby, that this is as much, you know, as you're bringing and that's it. One of the things that happens quite a bit too is that care providers might not understand a breastfed baby. A lot of times they don't. Yeah, a lot of times they do not. And I have actually, I have had parents say, tell me that their care provider was like, whether usually coming from like a, a daycare situation, but say things them like, "Well, we don't have other parents here that bring breast milk," like so they just don't even know how to handle it. They don't know that you don't have to increase the volume with with breast milk. And they think right. that your baby at four or five months should be taking an eight ounce bottle because that's what formula fed babies do. And But that is not what breastfed babies do. And breastfed babies do not do that because the milk changes to accommodate what they need. So they don't need more volume. The milk becomes more concentrated. Mm-hmm. But with formula, you have to increase the volume because you need to increase the nutrients, the calories, the protein, the you know all that stuff you need to increase depending on the baby's need, developmental needs during that time frame. But with breast milk, you don't have to do that. So they don't realize that. So they just encourage more milk to come. Now, a lot of times too, what is happening when you go back to work is... I mean, this this changes up your feeding pattern. You know, we know that we know that when you pump, that isn't the same stimulation that the baby can give you. So sometimes supply can can struggle a little bit. Um, if babies are being overfed in the daycare situation, then they're not going to eat as well when they get home. And that is something that care providers don't really think about. You know, they're like, get this baby full while they're at daycare, but then once they go home to mom, well, we want them to be breastfeeding. They don't nurse as well because they're full from the day. You know, 
babies only like they only need a certain amount of ounces for a 24 hour period of time. Just like we only are supposed to have a certain caloric content for a 20 hour period of time. Like you read that on the back of everything you see. Oh, based on, you know, a need of however many calories per day. Babies are the same way. They don't have this endless, you know, open stomach where they can just keep taking all this food. They don't get that till later. Later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's, you know, they only need a certain amount of ounces per day. And if they're getting the majority of that time, during their during the daytime when they're not with you, they're not going to take what they need. They're going to start, you know, sleeping longer stretches, which might sound great because now you're working. And, you know, if you don't mm-hmm. have to be up three times a night feeding your baby because you're working now, which is another problem, right? We see that you go back to work. How are you supposed to function at a job when you're up a couple hours, a couple times a night? Right. Because your baby that young is still waking so, so frequently to eat. Right. Unless but they're being like, overfed oh. all day long. Right, 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 right. Right. But then you do go back to work because we have to make capitalism continue to operate. Mm-hmm. And then you're, yeah, your baby's overfed and then they're not nursing and they're sleeping and you're like, yay. But then the milk supply suffers. Yeah. And then you get your period back because your baby sleeps mm-hmm. all night. It's like because yeah. this whole cycle of things. Yes. And this is why people switch to formula so much at Three months. It's really hard. It's hard. So when you return to work, I feel like we're just talking about all the bad things that happen when you return to work. Um, well, and that's really not things like that you have to. These are, things these you are to just think things about. that you have to think about and all of the questions that we get. Mm-hmm. I had a situation the other day with a parent and this just keeps coming back into my head as we're talking because this was just so fresh in my mind. Um, the parent contacted me and, you know, the baby's like eight months old. So she is struggling to keep up with the milk supply because now they're leaving or maybe not eight months. Maybe it's like six months. Yeah. I think it's it's six months because she just started solids. Um, She is struggling to keep up with, you know, with enough milk. And I ask a zillion questions because usually they'll just, you know, kind of reach out to a pediatrician and say, or to their provider and say, okay, you know, they're saying that the baby needs more. I'm not pumping is not enough. Or I'm not pumping enough to because I want the baby to get like, you know, breast milk in their food. Um, and I'm not pumping enough for that. I'm only pumping just enough for bottles. Can I, you know, s- implement some formula? And of course, the doctors are like, yeah, that's fine. But I kind of ask a ton of questions. So I'm like, all right, what, how much are we giving? What are we doing here? When are they getting this food? So she's like, okay, the bottles are four ounce bottles. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Per- that's perfect. So she didn't increase the volume amount of the bottles, but she was, Breastfeeding before she leaves the house, which I always suggest breastfeed before you leave the house or breastfeed before you drop the baby off because then they won't need to eat for a couple more hours. So that could be taking a bottle totally away out of the picture completely. So she breastfeeds before she leaves, but then at like 9 a.m., the baby's getting like a four ounce bottle. And then at 10, the baby's getting two ounces of cereal or not two ounces of cereal, getting like two tablespoons of cereal with another two ounces of milk. And then getting another four ounce bottle at like noon because that's three hours from the first bottle. Mm. And I'm like, okay, that's a lot of food (laughs) in a short period of time. Like that's a lot. Like we could back off. I would take the two ounces out of that bottle Because you're putting, I would take two ounces out of the bottle and put it in the cereal. Like your baby does not need an extra two ounces on top of that four that they just got an hour prior to that. No. Like that's a lot of food. 
So it's, it wasn't that the bottles were too much, but everything else added onto it was too Mm -hmm. much. So it's like, all right, we, we can back that off and we can make adjustments to make it work and not make it seem so overwhelming for this poor parent who's trying to supply breast milk for her baby. Like working really hard to supply, you know, and she's like, I could, you know, I'm trying to pump every couple hours, you know, when the baby feeds and stuff. But it's like, it is just so hard to keep up sometimes that we do need to look at all the little intricacies of what we're doing and be like, okay, is there something here that we can back off of and make it a little bit easier? Because it's not just so cut and dry as, okay, now I have to leave this and I have to leave this. and You know, how much milk can I be leaving? Right. And that's why these episodes are so difficult, especially something like this, because everyone's situation is so completely different. Mm -hmm. And you have different situations, you have different care providers doing different things. And if you're, you know, if you work an office job, you're nine to five, you have an office you can pump. If you're, if you ride on an ambulance, you have a 12 hour shift and you can't really pump. And you have like these different things that are going on. And it's such an individual thing that it's hard to speak specifically in general. It's hard to speak generally about specific things. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so if you're having issues, like take a look at, you know, you got to start breaking down what's happening. Like Diane just said, I don't have to repeat it. Yeah, definitely break it down and see like, okay, what what are we doing here? And is this logical? And sometimes we need to look at it a lot because sometimes people will will message us too. And I know you've gotten these where they'll be like, all right, my daycare provider gave 12 ounces before noon. I'm trying to keep yeah. up with this. How do I keep up? I'm not making enough milk. It's like, that is and not okay. Well, that's what the, yeah. That's and the answer crazy. is like, no, I can't tell you how to pump more. I can't tell you how to pump that much milk. That's not a normal amount of milk to pump. That the problem is on the other end, mm-hmm. not with you. But that's what everybody always thinks. They're not pumping enough. They're not making enough. And I mean, of course, that does happen. Like we talked about going back to work changes the supply and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's so complicated. There are definitely things that you can do um, regardless of what your care provider. And this is, this is so hard because it's, it's, this is one of those things where it's like, it's easy for me to sit here and say, you, you get to tell your care provider what you want right. with your baby because that is your baby and you are paying them. Like, I understand sometimes you have family, you know, sometimes people have family coming in. Like I had, you know, My mom watched my kids for me when I did go back to work. They were, you know, I don't know, four years old or something at the time. So at least we weren't dealing with the breastfeeding piece. But you get to tell your your care provider how to take care of your child. And I know that when it's a situation of like a a actual daycare facility, that can be really intimidating because they are telling you what is best for your baby. Right. And a lot of times they'll, and it, it, I think it's, ha- it's so, it's so uh, competitive now that there's yes. so many people trying to get into these daycare centers. And sometimes they'll just be like, oh, well, you know, we don't do breast milk here. I you know, like, one, oh, we can't do that here. I had one, uh, a mom that was able to, like her daycare was close to her work. And she goes, I could go at lunchtime and breastfeed, but they told me not to do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, why? She said they said it was too interruptive. And I'm like, I don't care what they said. That's insane. Like, if this works for you, and that's, I mean, like, and then her husband was kind of on board with that because that's kind of what the daycare said. Well, it's interruptive for the baby and we don't think it's a good idea and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, she is struggling to keep her supply where it needs to be and get enough milk for the baby. Why are we saying no? And you're paying them hundreds of dollars. 
that's the other thing. Like you are, they work for you. And I know that there is hard time, like a really, really difficult because of trying to find good care providers can be really tricky. But this is a very small window of time in your baby's life. This is not something that's going to go on forever. And that is really frustrating when you are like, you're trying to figure out ways to feed, to get your baby fed. And they're just, you're, you're reaching resistance in every way, shape or form. You know, and I, I usually try to tell people, feed the baby before you go. Tell them exactly what you want them to do. Your baby does not need to eat the minute they walk in the door at daycare. You know, they do not need to eat again. If they fed right before you left the house, they do not need to eat again for another two or three hours. If they're getting fed on every three-hour schedule at a daycare situation, in a daycare situation, they do not need large amounts in their bottle. You know, like it it really does, you have to look at the whole picture. Yeah, and they're not going to feed them like you did at home on demand. It just doesn't work like that in a in a daycare center. Yeah. And you, I, you know, I would prepare the bottles ahead of time and be like, mm-hmm. this is the morning bottle. This is the afternoon. This is the whatever. With this same with the, you know, with the amount of milk that you want in there, not more than four ounces. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't bring a whole bunch and be like, oh, only use, you know, only use eight ounces today. And then you bring them 12 because they'll just use it all. The other thing I suggest too is it doesn't always have to be the same amount. You know, like depending on the the feed times. And I always tell people too, like, make sure they are not feeding the baby within like two hours of you picking them up. Yeah. So they'll eat right away. Because the last thing you want is to pick up your baby and have them go, Oh yeah, I just gave them a bottle 20 minutes ago and now you got a pump. Again. So I would make sure that they know if you're picking your baby up at 5 p.m., not to feed that baby past like 3 p.m. Um, also, you can do like, you can you can stagger the amounts in the bottles. There's nothing saying that that has to be mm-hmm. four ounces every single time. Yeah. You could do a four ounce bottle, you know, for the morning and then leave a three ounce bottle and then leave a two ounce bottle because you're going to be feeding them in an hour. You know, like you can do that. You can yeah. adjust it. That's a good idea. It does not have to be the same all the time. And we know that babies eat differently. And when babies get older, they will make up for it too. They're going to they're gonna get what they need from you. So with your infant, if they are super little, yes, we want to make sure they're getting what they need. Your baby is not going to starve ever. They're really not. We would never have you set up for that either. Like we don't want that for your baby. So we're not going to tell you, we're not going to lead you down the wrong path and be like, oh yeah, just, you know, leave your baby less milk. If you can't pump it, leave less, let them starve. Like, no, we're not going to tell you that. Like, (laughs) it's not realistic either. Yeah. And so what do we do in those times where we say we go back to, okay, we got back to work. Here's our period and our supply is dwindling. And I I think people, people get afraid that it's never going to be the same. Mm -hmm. But especially with your period, your supply will increase again. Yes. So if it's a situation and there's a couple of things that happen as you, as you know, as time goes on, you're, you get your period back. A lot of parents find that when they go back to work, their baby is not feeding, you know, as much as frequently at the breast. Um, and you're pumping a couple of times a day, but it's just not enough to keep that stimulation where you need it to be that your period does come back. 
So we know that with ovulation, your supply will dip. It does come back up. So sometimes you don't notice that unless you are pumping. You know, like if the baby's feeding, they get what they need. But if you're pumping, you're noticing like, oh, last week I pumped this amount, but this week I'm not pumping as much. So, you you know, you kind of notice that a lot of times. Pumping puts you in this terrible situation where, you know, everything Mm -hmm. you wouldn't you don't know. That's why I tell Jack is such a picky eater and he like looks at his food. I'm like, don't look. (laughs) Stop looking at it. (laughs) Just eat it. I wouldn't give you anything that's rotten. Just eat it. I know. Oh my God. But you know, the baby's just eating. You're just nursing. You know, you might not even notice that your supply has gone down, but with pumping, you're going to notice absolutely everything. You do. You notice everything. The other thing that happens right around like the three ish months or so is your supply regulates again. So, whereas in those first couple months, you might have had more than what your baby needs, which is why you were able to pump a little bit more. And now your supply starts to regulate right around the time you go back to work. If you had that three months off and you're just getting what the baby needs, which freaks people out. We want, like, we're in this mind frame where we have to have a surplus. Right, right. And sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, I'm only pumping exactly what the baby needs. I don't have a backup. It's like, that's okay still. But, but our anxiety want, levels are like through the yeah, roof. Yeah, so. and if you do want a backup, if you want to, if you want to have a backup of like one day of milk, then just pump on a weekend or whatever your day off <sighs> yeah. is, you know, or a couple of times, you know, it it's... <laughs> It doesn't take that long to create that backup and it doesn't have to happen all in one sitting. No, and nobody wants to hear that either. Cause sometimes I'm like, you know, if they're really struggling to keep up, I'll be like, are you pumping on the weekends? If you're a Monday through Friday worker, are you pumping on the weekends or are you pumping on your days off? It's usually what I say. And a lot of times I'll say no. I get it. I would not want to either. But if we're struggling with supply, you might have to. Yeah. Just, just a couple of times or, you know, Mm -hmm. not forever. No, not forever. Um, The other things, too, is that as your supply regulates, you might have to switch flange sizes again. So flange sizes is actually like we were saying earlier in the episode, like we didn't even realize, you know, as we were coming into this world that you needed different flange sizes. But that can absolutely impact how much milk you're getting out if those flange sizes are not correct. So what you were using for the first you know, two months or so when you were a little bit more full now your supply is regulating again, you might need to switch out those franchises again and switch out pump parts. People don't realize they should be switching their pump parts too. all those little like duck bills and filter thingies like that stuff can slow down your milk, your pump process too. It can like make your pump a little bit more ineffective. So switching that stuff out regularly can be very helpful. Um, If your baby is sleeping overnight, that will impact your, your milk supply unfortunately. And if you're a a parent that's trying to pump and keep her supply higher so that she can pump during the day, then those overnight pumps or those overnight feeds are really important to that process. And if the baby starts sleeping overnight because they're feeding more during, you know, getting more by bottle during the day, then it's just makes it, you might have to get up during the night and pump and nobody wants to do that. Like nobody wants to, but this is a very short lived period of time too. Yeah. The other thing that happens, I think, is probably a whole entire episode. (laughs) And I think we do have an episode on it. But people often run into the problem that the baby won't take a bottle. Oh, yeah. We're like, I'm going to work. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to work. Oh, my God. I'm trying to, you know, um, get my baby to take a bottle. And they're just like refusing. And then that's scary. That's scary. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we, yeah, because. 
Should we just put it on the list and say to wait for yeah, it? Yeah, let's put it on the list because there's <laughs> okay. a lot to say about that. Because a lot of it, too, is people are afraid to give a bottle too early because the whole internet is inundated with bottle confusion and nipple confusion. Oh, yeah stories. So people are like, I'm too afraid to give a bottle early because I don't want the baby to prefer the bottle. But then I waited too long and now the baby won't take a bottle. So it's like, who wants to fall into that trap either? Right. And now you're trying to go back to work and you're fighting with your baby to take a bottle. And I've had people come to me to be like, oh yeah, the baby's not taking a bottle. And I went, when are you going back to work? They're like next week. Oh, great. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, like that right. does not give us time to work with this situation even a little bit. So that is one of the reasons why I would prefer people try a couple weeks ahead of time, that part of the practicing to make sure your baby is taking a bottle okay. Um, but yeah, that that should go on the list because there's so much to talk about with that. And we haven't in a while. Yeah, I just put it on. You can expect it May 9th. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, the other thing is uh, people often wonder how they're supposed to be pumping at work and how often they're supposed to be pumping at work. Yes. Please. Yes. And that is because a lot of times, especially if you have a baby that's feeding on demand for, you know, your whole maternity leave and you're feeding them kind of whatever, then I have parents go, am I supposed to be like pumping the same way? It's like, it's not, that's not very realistic that you could just randomly pump like every hour and a half. All day. You know, like you can't. I mean, some people can. Great. More power to you. But the majority of people cannot. So if you would just pump, if you can pump, if you're working an eight hour shift, if you could pump at least three times in that eight hour period of time, that is ideal. That is ideal. If you can do more than that, fantastic. But most people, that's about what would work. Once in the morning, once at lunch, once in the afternoon. Um, if you can do more than that, great. Sometimes I have people say, do you think I can get away with two times? Mm. Maybe. Um, but you also got to remember that your body is used to making this milk. So you might get full and uncomfortable, start leaking. Like it's, that's the last thing you want is to like be in the middle of something work related and be like, oh, I'm leaking. You know, like that's uncomfortable. Yeah. You can also get those, but, but even if you are a leaker, get those, um, Oh, milk things. saver things. Yeah, milk savers. That'll mm -hmm. catch the milk because you can add that leaking milk to your stash. Yeah. And it's like, it's a, it's a, ends up being quite a bit. It's like a whole ounce Yeah, it can really help a lot. Um, but it is, if you can pump at least three times in an eight hour period of time, that is best. And I mean, that's not, we're not saying that's forever. As your baby gets a little bit older, um, as you're working towards weaning away from pumping at work. Yeah, we can get rid of a pump. We can get, you know, we can start getting rid of that stuff. We can start dropping it down. But when you first return to work, you're probably looking at at least three times a day. If you have a long commute, some people pump in the car. Um, I mean, I am totally, I, I know I've said this before, like I am grateful for the resources, right? I'm grateful for these you know, pumps that are battery operated for pumps that are wearable, you know, this is great. But these things are absolutely promoted on the fact that how multitasking can we make these new parents? And I just, I just am so like, come on, really? Well, all, yeah, it comes down to maternity leave. It is. It absolutely does. It's insane what we are making people do so that we can make capitalism function. But you can pump in the car we now. Can't, I know. Cool. Do we really need to do, like, really? 
But I, I know we do. can. Some people do need to because they're not going to be able to when they get to work. Right. Right. And that's awful. It's terrible. I mean, we can't give people one year. We can't give, we can't pay parents one year to stay home and not have to deal with any of this. There's no money in it. No. No. It only costs money. It doesn't make money. So we're not going to do it. It's insane. Our, according to the people that run our country, it would we would implode, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you know what would happen? We would probably people would be happier at work. People would have better job satisfaction, people would have better like um re, you know, c- companies that have better employee retain retainment, is that how you call it? Like mm-hmm. people would stay, people wouldn't quit. There's a lot of people that quit. I did. You know, you you wouldn't lose employees if you gave them the amount of time that they needed. Oh, right. Whatever. Okay. I can rant about this all day. But there was a, I had a situation the other day with a mom who her baby is like five months now, four or five, four and a half, five months. And this was a baby who was having like significant like feeding issues. So the doctor, the pediatrician wrote a note to see if keep her out of work a little bit longer. And she took it to her work. Um, they were, it's one of the bigger employers here. And the her HR department actually said to her, oh, if your doctor wants to keep writing you out, you can stay out a year. Mm-hmm. And like, I, they are seriously one of the bigger employers here. And I have never heard that from anybody else that worked there. I've and I have a lot of people that work there. Are they and getting paid though? They Probably said that they paid. would pay her. What? Like it's I don't think it's like a full it might not be a full thing, but she is still getting an income. Wow. And they were like, Oh yeah, if it's supported by your doctor, yeah, we'll we'll do it for you. It's like, can you put that out in the world, please? Because I know they would have a lot of people working there. Right. I was like, wow. She goes, Yeah, I couldn't believe it when that my HR person told me that. And I was like, Wow, that's fantastic. But of course, a lot of it was probably related to the fact that her baby was having issues. But I mean, we could, she probably could have, you know, of course, we're going to like play it up a little bit more. But um, still, she probably could go back in another month or two. Yeah. If it really came down to it. But they were like, we'll let you stay out a month if your doctor, or another, for a year if your doctor writes you out. And her doctor was like, I'll absolutely do that. So it's like, that's wild. Yeah. But they would, Nobody knows that. Like, they don't tell anybody. Oh, yeah. They're not going to, like, s- spread that around the office. No, no, not at all. But I was like, wow, you better believe I'm going to tell everybody that works there. Anytime I get a parent that works there, I'm absolutely going to tell them that. Yeah. Well, we know that this is a bigger topic than we can ever tackle in one um, episode. So, mm-hmm. um, you know. Take what you can and uh And remember, this is yeah. also a lot of like Abby said, this is a very broad topic and there are a lot of specific situations. So sometimes we can't cover everything. But you know, bottles not babies not taking bottles is a big thing and we can break them down into smaller episodes, which yeah, we would love to do. Yep, we'll do that. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.